What's up, everyone? We're back. I'm Dr. Shaw. Dr. Maxfield. Welcome back to Doctorly Unhinged, where we talk about a lot of random things. We never know what we're going to talk about. We're going to tell you this time what we're talking <laughs> about in advance so you know why to stick this one through. So first life update, we're going to talk about what's been going on in our life. You get to see a little bit of a different side of us. You get to hear us rant about things that are going on, why Luke got sick potentially. Then we're going to talk a little bit about where the podcast is going to live going forward. We're getting a lot of questions about why people don't see the podcast on YouTube anymore. Then we're going to jump into our top four moisturizers for the summer, followed by a Barbie skincare routine. The Barbie movie is going crazy. I'm actually going to be watching it on Wednesday, but we're going to be talking about a Barbie skincare routine from Margot Robbie, followed by how often should you be showering each week? This has caused a lot of outrage on social media this week, so we're going to be diving into what we really think you should be showering. Let's get into it. So first, the life updates. The most important thing is I, I got sick now. <clears throat> like case in point, I'm sick. It is 100% Dr. Shaw's fault. If you will go back and listen to the previous episode, he was sick. And now I'm sick and there's absolutely no coincidence to this. I may have not been around him. My kids may also be sick. My nurses might also be sick, but it has nothing to do with them. It has everything to do with Dr. Shaw. No I doubt. have not even seen Dr. Maxfield since the last podcast. So unless I infected somebody else who then infected him, it would be a physical impossibility. That's not how this works. We all know this. I 100% blame you. And that can be the end of that. I want to know why you look so dewy right now. So, yeah. So, for those of you who cannot see me at the moment, I have a nice glow. The glow is from Protopic or TAC or Limus, a greasy ointment substance. It is a non-steroid anti-inflammatory because I'm struggling with an allergic reaction once again. I still haven't pinned this down. I was shooting videos this weekend and then I got home today and I was like, whoa, my face is just red and it was starting to itch. It was expanding. Um, this actually has calmed it down quite a bit within just maybe an hour or two. I have no idea <clears throat> what I'm still allergic to. I think it's a preservative now, but um, I'm not sure. One day I'm just going to have to formally go do patch testing. I don't know why I haven't committed to this already, but I'm just going to have to do it, bite the bullet and do it. Mm. What do you think about patch testing being sensitizing just in general? Or like, there? okay, so there's a debate about, it's not about patch testing specifically, but hypoallergenic claims um, on skincare packaging. They exist because they do something called human repeat insult patch testing or HRIPT. So the way that they can make this claim is they put the products on a bunch of people, and then if they don't have a reaction to it, then the brand can make the claim of hypoallergenic. Now, there's an argument that that test is harmful to people because you could be sensitizing people to things that they're not previously exposed to in the conditions because you have to keep it on for like longer than you normally would. And so the, the test itself to make the hypoallergenic claim may be more harmful to the people in the test. I don't know. It's just the thought. Well, I mean, that's like a... I mean, sure. I mean, that's absolutely true. It's the same thing with sunscreen testing. I mean, the people who are undergoing the testing are putting themselves at risk, some, albeit relatively small in the grand scheme of things. But I guess all you can do is say, hey, do you know? Do you have consent? Do you understand that this may... Because I do actually think you're right, is that if you're putting products and allergens and a ton of ingredients on a person under extra normal physiologic conditions, it does increase their risk of becoming or developing a reaction to it. So yeah, I think that's all legitimate. But if they're okay with that, I'm okay with that. Fair enough. Okay, let's jump in. Oh, wait. Uh, we have to talk about uh, the podcast. Okay. The podcast exists on Spotify. It also exists on Apple. We've been getting a lot of questions in the comments from our videos. Where's the podcast? 
why is it no longer on YouTube? We were posting the long form version on YouTube, but it was inundating our feed. And we found that people that liked the, you know, 10 to 20 minute videos weren't, you know, not everybody was a huge fan. A lot of people loved it. Feedback has been amazing, which is why a lot of people are asking questions about it. But the issue is that we think it really should live on a separate channel where people just go to watch the podcast in long form. So we've moved the podcast to a separate channel, which we will link below the Dr. Lee Unhinged YouTube channel. And you can go watch the entire full length video clip there. Or if you don't want to watch video, you can go watch the audio clips as well. Now let's talk about our top four moisturizers for the summer and why they're our favorite moisturizers. Because I think that that's important. So Dr. Shaw sprung this on me five minutes ago. He said, you know what we're going to do today? We're going to talk about our top moisturizers of the summer. It's like, oh, geez. All right. But I'm prepared. Not only He actually prepared. had all the products on his desk at the time that I brought this up. So he was way over prepared for this. Yes. Within arm's reach. So I've got my favorites. Dr. Shaw has his favorites. And I think some of these are older. Some of these are new. Um, but I think they're all wonderful for the summer for the reason. So I guess I can start because... Gosh, I will start with the uh, a new product. I'll start with a new one. Uh, the new one here I've got is the Vichy Mineral 89, but this is not the serum. And that's kind of why I love this. So I have this like love affair with the Mineral 89 serum, uh, HA Hyaluronic Acid Serum. Um, I still am a big fan of how it feels, but they did come out. And for those of you who are on uh, watching the video now, you can actually see this. Uh, they have two. And one is fragranced, one is fragrance-free. I will, as I struggle with an allergic reaction, of course, be using the fragrance-free version. But... They basically took the content of their serum, created a lightweight cream. It's not a gel cream. I'd say like this is like a lightweight cream, like a true lightweight cream. Um, again, this is the fragrance-free version. I'm applying this because I just have like, again, I kind of like to do this. So for you, those of you listening, maybe you can hear this kind of just slurp slowly across my skin. For those it's of you ASMR. watching. ASMR. Um, I didn't know that they had this product. I thought you, when you said mineral 89, I thought you were going to talk about mineral 89, the serum and mm -hmm. huge fan of that high molecular weight hyaluronic acid. I still think it's one of our first YouTube videos ever of a product review. We made this over three years ago. Now, I still think one of the greatest hyaluronic acid serums of our time. I agree. I do. I do agree. And you know, there's that, the, the, um, Vichy volcano water in it, which, you know, it sounds gimmicky. <laughs> But, you know, it's got data behind it. And I think it does add a layer of fun flair. But again, I think it actually does add some soothing ingredients and properties. But this moisturizer in particular, if you're looking for a summer moisturizer that's not thick, heavy, occlusive, greasy, but you want something that's like nourishing and thick enough to hold up against an irritated skin barrier, that's where I bookmarked this one. This is not like a gel, 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 light cream. It's a cream that's light. So I do love it for that. Okay. Um, I love it as well. So that because I haven't tried it yet. And you said it's good and I trust you. But I'm still a big fan of the Mineral 89 regular serum. Though I will have to have Vichy. I'll have to buy this one from Vichy. Next. You've convinced me. Okay, so next up, uh, the Biosans. I think we've mentioned this one before. Biosans Probiotic Gel Moisturizer. So this is, as it the name implies, it's a gel. Um, it also has live encapsulated probiotics in it. It also has basobalol, calming and soothing. This is a reformulation of the previous product. And I loved it then. I have less experience with it now than the older version. I literally used to use it before every video that I did um, on YouTube, on, 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 sorry, on TikTok. Because um, it just gives you that, like, it's so lightweight, but it gives you that squalling finish. I absolutely love this product. They've reformulated it. I've been using it now for maybe over a month now. 
and I, I still love it. Um, it's, it is different though. It's not exactly the same, um, but it still is, it's still a great product. Yeah. And I will say this about Biosongs. The quality is always just off the charts, but as far as lightweight moisturizers, this is like a gel. This is like a chew gel gel cream. It's real lightweight, super soothing, refreshing. It is outstanding. The texture is insane. And I have to say though, I'm actually kind of, I did a deep dive on the pro pre postbiotic thing. It's actually a pretty big feat and a rarity that they included live cultures. Like, cause you think about this, how do you create a moisturizer that has live cultures of bacteria and preservatives? Like that, that in and of itself is like kind of a feat. How do you create an environment that's hospitable to probiotics, true live cultures? That's really good for your skin. The data is absolutely there, but you have to balance that formulation with everything else that plays in the product. That's tough. So kudos to them. I think it's an amazing lightweight moisturizer, your summer foil for sure. I love it. Next one, uh, Skin Fix Barrier Plus Skin Barrier Restoring Gel Cream. I bring this one up because everyone knows I am a huge fan of the Skin Fix Triple Lipid Peptide Cream, but it's not it's not amenable to the summer, I've decided, at least not for my skin. I'm more of a combination skin. If you have dry skin, you could probably use it year-round. For me personally, it's too heavy for the summer. Sometimes I'll use it at night if my skin barrier is irritated, but the triple lipid cream is just too, it's too thick. It's too thick, but they have basically the gel summer version of it, and that's their gel cream. And it's just the same sort of finish, like in, in, a bit lighter weight, essentially. So if you're somebody who loves the Skin Fix heavier one, you're going to love this one. It comes in like the lighter blue. The other thing is, I will put a link below on this. This is something we're super excited about. We got a bunch of dermatologists together to negotiate discounted pricing for patients in the office, essentially, but we're able to then like translate that to social media through a platform called Air. So if you ever see a link, like a affiliate link or a link below in our in our YouTube videos or anywhere really, where it says Air, that means that the, li the link is automatically discounted to you. We can't say what it's discounted at. That's sort of the deal of the agreement. You have to log in in order to see what the discount is, but it will always be discounted to you. So this product will be discounted in the links. Um, so it will be always discounted to you, anybody who enrolls through air to purchase it. It doesn't cost you anything to enroll, but you get an automatic discount on the product and it will always be an authentic product. So um, something really cool to look forward to. And it's an amazing product. Have you tried this one? No, I have not. So that's 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 now on my list. Again, trust your judgment. I know it's going to be outstanding, uh, but I need that product. I need it now. Yeah, and it also has a lot of clinical studies. Um, Skin Fix always does a lot of clinical studies. Um, they they always have good science behind their products. Always dermatologist um, recommended, formulated, and all that. So next up, uh, fan favorite, one of my favorites, one of the first moisturizers I ever used, and Dr. Maxfield has it in hand. The Neutrogena. Hydro Boost Gel Cream. To be specific, mm -hmm. not the water gel, but the gel cream. Two different products. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this one is, again, you get the pleasure of watching me apply it. I think actually kind of the pleasure is actually in the packaging. It's, it's just like light through, light see-through translucent blue. It's just whew, beautiful. Um, but anyway, you apply this. It's again, it really leans towards the lightweight side. And Dr. Shaw is applying his Skin Fix Moisturizer now too. But this product lives in the glycerin hyaluronic acid dimethicone world. Um, it's actually grown on me over a period of time because I, I saw it and I tried the fragrance one first, which was the mistake. I didn't like the fragrance. This is my first experience with this was negative. However, the fragrance-free version, again, of the Neutrogena Hydro Boost Gel Cream, outstanding. A texture unworldly, otherworldly. 
lightweight um, for anyone hot, humid, or with oily skin, this is for you. And it's also pretty budget friendly. Like this is not that expensive compared to some of the other moisturizers. So outstanding. And I'm like glowing. I've got layers upon layers of hydration. This is a commercial. <laughs> you really do. So and Neutrogena, this product, uh, their gel cream is not available on air yet, but will be available on air soon. So you can get it for a discounted price. But right now you'll have to just pay retail. Um, next up, we are going to be talking about a Barbie skincare routine. The internet, at least my feed, is going crazy over the Barbie movie. Are you excited to see the Barbie movie? Yes or no, Dr. Maxfield? I certainly wasn't. It just isn't my thing. And I even like jokingly teased about it last a couple episodes ago. But now I'm shocked. Like I apparently completely misjudged this thing. Yeah, that's exactly my thought. I was like, why, why would I watch the Barbie movie? Um, however, the feedback, the reviews, people are saying they're leaving the movie crying. That's emotional. It's, it's, it's it tugs at the heartstrings. So I, I'm super excited now to see it. I've, I, like I said, um, Wednesday, I'll be watching the Barbie movie and I will let you know what I think about the movie. Yeah. Sweet. I can't wait to hear it. So we are going to go through the skincare routine though, that Robbie Margot has Margot Margo Robbie. God. See, okay. <laughs> he tried so hard. If you <laughs> saw his so face, hard. he was like, here it is. Here's the moment. <laughs> and then he then he dropped the ball. Margot Robbie. Oh, I'm so uh, out of touch. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Margot Robbie. Okay, so we're going to go through her skincare routine uh, that she dropped, which costs a whopping $1,600 to purchase. And it's a, it's a thoughtful routine. So I'll, I will tease it that way because my first, you, you see a $1,600 routine. I'm like, okay, Lord, this is going to be impractical. Like there's going to be a lot of nonsense, a lot of fluff. And while there is perhaps some, I think a lot of what's in here is, is functional. Um, and we'll kind of go through this step by step, but uh, where do you want to start? Just the cleanser, I assume, right? Yeah, so the, uh, this is split into uh, morning and night skincare routine, I believe. And for the morning, she starts off with the Lancer cleanse normal common cleanser for normal skin in combination the the method cleanser is what it's called mm -hmm. and this costs 60 dollars um and we've said in the past that more expensive cleansers is probably it's, it, save versus splurge you, you want to save on your cleansers for sure so is it a great cleanser i have no idea um but mm -hmm. i will say that 60 dollars for a cleanser for something that you're going to be using two times a day usually is a little bit a little bit pricey for me I actually owe cleansers an apology. I, I was thinking about this today. So I shot a unit to cleanse video. I put it up today on my Instagram and TikTok. And I, I shot it a few weeks ago and I was just like, man, you know, I'm too hard on cleansers. We always say so much like you can budget your cleanser. It doesn't have to be a huge step. Like, but it's actually a really important step. If you screw up your cleanser and if you overstrip your skin, if you get an allergic reaction from your cleanser, eh, the rest is shot. Like, mm -hmm. so it's actually a really important step. You don't, it can be budget friendly. It can be simple. It doesn't have to have a lot of actives in it but you don't want to pick the wrong one. This one I'm not a huge fan of, but that's okay. We can move on to her next. Yeah. I um I don't know much about Dr. Lancer um or, you know, his brand. Um but that being said, um I think a lot of allergens is something that we've always recommended staying away from and expensive products. So for this particular product it's going to be a no for us. Then um moving on to the second step in this routine, which is the La Prairie Eye Cream. It's their Caviar Luxe Eye Cream, uh, which caviar normally is very expensive. So I'm curious about um, 
about it's what expensive. this skincare product has. So it is a total of $435 for how many ounces? Does it even have an ounce size on this thing? 0. Mm. 0.68. So less than an ounce and you are paying a whopping $435 for it. Um, I can't justify that. <laughs> like, you could, I mean, you just can't. I have a very hard time justifying that. Eye cream is controversial in their use alone. And I know they can be expensive and across the board, they can be expensive. Um, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. This would have to do a miracle to be worth that money to me. Mm. Let's see. Does this thing have an ingredient list or what? I've been trying to find it. I don't. If it, it does, it's, a mystery. it's not easy to find. It's just caviar in it. Just pure caviar. <laughs> that would explain uh, the price. <laughs> Would certainly expand the price. Um, let's see. I'm going to try to find this ingredient list. I, I just don't recommend it. Let's just call it that. $400 for anything. Unless like literally like you could do a procedure underneath the eye for that kind of money. Like Ooh, literally you could get you could get CO2 laser underneath the eyes and do like a, a laser blepharoplasty for that price pretty much. So yeah, I found the um, list. I can run it fast as can be. All right, go it's do it, do probably it. got about seven. It's one of you know. Uh, we see this with Lux skincare all the time. Lux for luxury, in case you, that went over your head. But like, they tend to just have a lot of ingredients. I think a lot of times you do pay for the sensorial experience, fragrance, etc. And this is no exception. So I mean, you go to the active ingredients, not really a lot, um, which is fine. But then you get down, to, you, act, you get down to some of the preservatives in there. And so we have a lot of perfuming ingredients. Um, in fact, we have perfume, linalool, citronellol, geraniol, limonene, alpha isomethyl ionine. It, it's just a lot of allergens. Um, and that, that I do think that's a common theme actually when you get to expensive skincare. There are active ingredients in this, but like that's actually gonna be the bulk of the ingredients or things that you may actually be able to live without. Mm, okay, um, so that's a no for us. Then moving on to the facial mist from Aesop. Now we talked about Aesop mm. in a previous episode. Mm. Um, and uh, Dr. Maxfield was unfamiliar with the brand, but now it's made its second appearance in his life. One on the pod, two now in Margot Robbie's or Robbie Margot's skincare routine. <laughs> and uh, the, the mist contains denatured alcohol, which can be maybe drying, maybe irritating for some people. But bergamot fruit oil, yeah, uh, common allergen. It also has rose flower oil, which rose oh, oil maybe God. has some benefits, but again, uh, followed by limonene, one of the most common allergens in skincare, linalool, citronella, and geraniol. So this is pretty much, if you look at the back of your fragrance, like an actual fragrance um, that you use, perfume, um, cologne, probably has this ingredient list, quite honestly, if I'm being honest. This is the ingredient list of a perfume, and you are spraying that on your face. So I, I'm against. Me too. I mean, facial mist again, an optional step. Um, but I'd much prefer, if you're going to just buy, if you really want to use a facial mist, just get something simple. Like if you really want to, like the thermal water ones, soothing, hydrating, I'm fine with that. I can deal with that. <sighs> the next step in the routine <laughs> is the Burt's Bees tinted lip balm. Um, let's try to see something positive about this, if there's anything positive to say. Well, I like Burt's Bees, like subjectively. I mean, this is something I have some anecdotal experience with, at least as a brand. I think... I do think they're kind of thoughtful. I'm looking at the ingredients in this one in particular because um, this is perhaps one that not everyone's familiar with. This doesn't seem to be the one that would be, you know, on the checkout aisle in your Walgreens. Right. So this one's got coconut oil. Fine. Uh, beeswax. Um, olive fruit oil. Sunflower oil. Lanolin. 
aroma or flavor, which is like fragrance for your lips. Castor oil, um, rosemary leaf extract, and some zinc oxides, titanium oxides. <sighs> this has a lot of the common ingredients that you would see and they've done some studies on what causes allergic reactions on the lips um and some of the just the common culprits are on this list of what causes like that that like you know when you apply your your, your and we've talked about this before but you know how when you apply your lip balm and it feels like your lips are actually like more like you just have to keep applying keep applying keep applying it but just, your lips don't stay moisturized that's often because you're either licking it off because it has flavor or fragrance or because it has an irritating ingredients that's making you want to apply more of this occlusive type of moisturizer to your lips. And so this has a lot of those ingredients that you would, you would find um, irritating to the lips in my, in my opinion. Okay. Well, congratulations. We were not able to successfully redeem the morning with the lip, <laughs> lip balm. Next up, she follows it with this sugar, fresh, fresh, a fresh sugar lip treatment, which we've talked about in the past, actually these sugar <laughs> lip treatments. And what have we said about this? I mean, you want to eat them. You want to consume them. I mean, I just, just it again, just it, just it tempts you to lick your lips, which kind of perpetuates a lot of lip lickers, dermatitis, and problems. And I mean, looking at the ingredient list, like there's some good, there's some good, and there's, there's some, some bad. There's some bad. Some real bad. Yeah. So lip lickers, dermatitis, something we often see in people that lick their lips a lot. A lot of times, babies do this, but you can also see it in people that have fragrant or flavored lip balms um, and basically the saliva irritates the skin causing a red rash around the mouth so this is also going to be a no we are zero for five right now then in the morning then it's sorry and then at night she uses johnson and johnson's makeup be gone five in one cleansing wipes wait 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 we have to comment on the fact that something's missing from the morning like oh you mean the sunscreen i mean yeah i mean yeah just conspicuously absent but she has the caviar luxe cream yeah, that's true. Oh, wait, yeah. How uh, did they give us an SPF? Do we say anything about that? <laughs> uh, no, there's no SPF on this list. Okay. 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 <laughs> well, <laughs> there it is. All right. Now we can move on to the evening. It's been said. It's been pointed out. We can look in the evening now. All right. Johnson & Johnson makeup wipes. So she says that she never sleeps with her makeup on which I, I agree. She says, no matter how drunk I am, I don't go to sleep with my makeup on. As soon as I get home, I scrub it off. Mm. I use Johnson makeup wipes. Mm. Direct Scrubbed. quote. So I agree with the removing makeup. I mean, I, I'm a huge, I, I do think that a lot of makeups are occlusive. I think a lot of them, I think one of the issues also is that beauty blenders, makeup brushes, a lot of times aren't cleaned often enough. And so a lot of times they do become colonized. And then you're dipping your makeup brushes and beauty blenders in your makeup, applying your makeup, and then sort of reintroducing those things, which maybe not be the worst thing in the world. Um, but if you don't like, just like I we always say, wash your towel, like you know, clean your towels regularly and all that kind of stuff. Sort of the same concept with the application of makeup is you want to clean your your makeup tools as often as possible. Um, but again, I, I think makeup removing it is is beneficial as soon as as soon as you get home and you're not going back out that day. So that was a long-winded way of saying like, yeah, I agree with what she's doing. It's good. She's doing the right thing in the wrong way. Um, <laughs> well, I know, you don't, I know you, you don't like makeup wipes. I know you hate makeup wipes. Um, because, And what I've heard consistently from you and a lot of the dermatologists, is, and I agree in part, is you do. You rub the eyes. It can be a little bit aggressive. And the way she even verbalized how she does it is aggressive. And it's sensitive skin. 
a lot of them do have preservatives in them. Again, tough on that area. I much prefer myself, my cellar water, cleansing balm. I wear my sunscreen as thick as like a pair of denim pants from the 1990s. It is thick. And uh, but yeah, my cellar water cleansing balm, a much gentler way to have the same effect. And I, I guess like we would, this is the odds we're seeing ourselves with, or this is, we're at odds with, I think the goal of some of these skincare products is like, as dermatologists, we're always thinking skin sensitive, sensitive skin, protect your skin first. Um, but that's a common theme we're coming against here. Right. Um, agreed with you. Not a big fan of makeup wipes. I think they're better options. Then she follows that at night with a double cleanse. So she follows it with, you know, we're fans of the double cleanse um, for people, especially if you're wearing heavy makeup. Back to that same cleanser that we're, we're a little iffy on. So we already know we don't love that. Then, then she exfoliates with exfoliating pads from Peter Thomas Roth. Mm. Um, and these are, it looks like they have 2% salicylic acid and a 10% glycolic acid complex with allantoin aloe, chamomile, and green tea. So um, let me look at the full ingredient list here to see if well, there's anything. Witch hazel, which I I mean, I, I, witch hazel is super interesting to me. I'm a neutral on that product, has pros and cons, but then it also has peach extract, aloe vera, allantone, fragrance. Mm. Um, it, did you say alcohol denatured? I know no, sometimes that's the thing. It's up there too on high on the ingredient list. I'm above yeah. glycolic acid, so we know it has more than 10% of that in it, so. Yeah, fragrance. Yeah, no. Hmm. I don't know. I wanted to love this. And then the other thing is exfoliating without wearing sunscreen, like using glycolic acid without using sunscreen, like high concentration of glycolic acid. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that that's a bad idea for sure. So I prioritize the sunscreen over the exfoliation. If you're going to exfoliate, uh, use something that um, doesn't have as many irritating ingredients. I don't hate this one as much, um, mm -hmm. but it's uh, it's it's exfoliating I think is good. Um, but twice a week, potentially, um, use a different product. Yeah, yeah. And so what Dr. was saying too, the glycolic acid makes you more sun sensitive. I don't know, just in case we need to expound upon that, but so more sun sensitivity plus no sunscreen, like you're just priming your skin for a burn. But yeah, I'm with you. This product isn't as bad, I think, because of the active ingredients. It's actually thoughtful. It probably is effective at what it's trying to do. It does have some ingredients you wouldn't want to see. And you can have one of those products in your routine maybe, right? Like it's functionally, it works. It has things you don't perhaps need, has fragrance, has some other things. But when every single product is like lined up, stacked, 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 stacked with allergens, then this kind of just, it becomes a concern. Yeah, no. And then uh, next step is the La Prairie Caviar Luxe Cream. So this is again the, same, the one. same one, the eye cream that we were talking about before. So we're not huge fans of that. And then followed that with the Bepanthum Nappy Care Ointment. The Nappy Care Ointment. And I've this I huh. believe is a French pharmacy product, I want to say. Um, I believe it's very popular in French pharmacy. Have you seen this product before? Mm -mm, I have not. I think it's not like widely available in the United States. Um, and it's one of those things that people I think swear by within the French pharmacy community. So, and it, it, she said in her comment too, this is something you commonly use for nipple rash when you're breastfeeding. So I was like, oh, it's probably got lanolin in it. it that's does, like, yeah, the, yeah. that's the nipple hack for mm -hmm. breastfeeding. And so, yep, lanolin has, has petrolatum in Paraffin, it, which is good. Beeswax. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't see petrolatum. Oh, see I'm on the inky decoder. It may uh, not be up to date, but that's where I've got it. Okay, I'm on their website. It says liquid paraffin. 
and white soft paraffin. Okay. And almond oil. Um, yeah. I mean, I think if you're not allergic to lanolin, uh, this can actually be a really nice treatment for the lips. The winner. We found it. The um, best yeah. ingredient yeah. or product. <laughs> but lanolin is like, <laughs> But wait, 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 wait. Vaseline. All right, so we shredded this. I'm sorry. I think ideally, I think, I think the concept, concept, right? Cleanser, eye cream, moisturizer, and then a sunscreen. I think the simplicity in the sense of the steps of the routine, I'm a fan of, but the products chosen are no, and the lack of sunscreen, major no. And then some of the other things I think she uses, she says she also uses a face roller and a zip microcurrent device. I'm not a big fan of microcurrent. Everyone who's seen my YouTube video knows that. Um, and so overall, I give this a D minus. Oof. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'll give it a D just as uh, just to not be the, like the most critical voice on this topic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like I feel I always feel bad when I'm this critical. Um, all right. So that's all a no for us, though. We will let you know how we think what we think about the Barbie movie overall. Margot Robbie, great skin. So she's doing something yeah. right. So. Um, not the skincare routine, but something is being done right. Let's just say that way. Maybe she has a great dermatologist. Um, <laughs> and then moving on um, to the next topic, we wanted to talk about this topic that's been kind of going viral. Uh, every derm has responded to it. I've seen hundreds of reposts of this video all across social media. And basically they, they did a, it was today's show, I think. And they had basically put up this thing where they had asked the, panelists um hey guys uh, how how many how much do you how much how often do you think dermatologists want you or, or recommend showering uh was the question and then they were all supposed to guess like what it was and they were like guessing like all different numbers and ultimately they showed the answer and the answer was two to three times a week they thought it would be more like five times a week or every day but and it ended up being two to three times a week. According to this, is what how, how often dermatologists think you should shower. Do we, also dermatologists, agree with this? I mean, no. It's it's a so we as dermatologists often do advise bathing less. Or something I'm a huge fan of is actually washing the hot spots. That's actually regular advice for me to patients that eczema sense skin. You just wash your armpits, your booty, your groin, the hot spots with soap and water. And then more let the water rinse over you elsewhere. And obviously, that's not the most thorough cleanse. But those are the areas that you have highest apocrine gland density. Those are the areas you need to be cleaning aggressively. But even then, even then, I'm still saying a daily, daily shower. You know what's sort of interesting about this? That daily bathing, showering, mm -hmm. cleansing is even recommended within the eczema population. So even in people with eczema, we recommend because of the bacterial burden and the bacterial microorganisms and the, and the allergens associated with microorganisms on the skin, we actually do recommend cleansing every day in eczema patients even. Um, and yeah. so even in people who are more prone to skin barrier irritation, you know, we do still recommend cleansing or even, or even bathing. Um, and so I, I don't know. I mean, I understand this like and, and maybe this is specific. Okay, you have really dry skin. Um, I still think cleaning the hot spots, like Dr. Maxfield said, imperative. You know, armpits, groin, toes, things like this. Um, and and it, like you can shower your whole body as well. You know, most people can as as long as you don't have like really dry skin. So 
I, I don't know where this advice comes from. I don't know if it's maybe taken out of context. Um, maybe, maybe they're talking about sh sh uh, shampooing because uh, I could see that. I could see, I could see maybe that. three times a week, sh like shampooing. I still think a lot of people can shampoo their hair every day. I, I think that's a myth that if you shampoo more, that you will like you know ruin your hair. I think if you use a good shampoo, it's probably okay. Even um, for some skin, some hair types, for sure, curlier hair. Um, you know, different types of uh, of hair quality showering every or shampooing your hair every day would be a nightmare for you. So I, I understand that that's obviously not practical for most people, but I think you can, if you have the right type of hair shampoo every day. Um, but for most people, I would say, you know, two, two times a week, uh, shampooing, maybe even once a week, depending on what type of hair you have. But, but the body, I would say every day, if you can, if you can. So uh, yeah, I, uh, I, if whoever this dermatologist was that made this recommendation, they are hiding out in a bunker they're like okay 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 maybe the way what if this was real though what if i mean maybe it is maybe that is like what some dermatologist really believes which okay sure like i'm sure they can argue their point reasonably because they are a doctor and they have some critical thought behind it but isn't it surprising sometimes that when you say something and you find out like it's contrary to the professional opinion at large <laughs> now they're just like oh crap my colleagues may not think the same way i do Maybe yeah, yeah. This, this N of one dermatologist is not is not getting good uh, responses from people. But um, I don't know. I guess potentially in some scenarios it could make sense. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think shower as much as you need to. You, you don't. You don't have to shower every day. I suppose some people just don't smell bad. Uh, I, I'm showering every day. I I couldn't not shower every day. You shower like, once I, a day. I shower once a day. Morning or night? Uh, I shower in the morning. How, how, oh yeah. Okay. We talked about how long your showers are. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I'm a twice a day shower, uh, every day. Um, uh, sometimes three more of things. It's absurd, but I mean, Hey, that's cause I'm active. Um, it is what it is, but dry skin. Number one tip still believe that this holds true. Moisturizing right when you get out of the shower mm -hmm. is going to make more of a difference than how often you shower than anything else. And I do think that, 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 that cleansing is still the most irritating step to your skin barrier. So using non-harsh cleansers is actually really, really important. So like using like bar soaps that are really irritating, um, I would avoid that. Yeah, great. And bringing it right back around, cleansers are important. It's like the theme of the day for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, so yeah, shower more than that. I don't know where this thing came from. Um, so that pretty much covers everything we wanted to talk about today. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure that you check out our new YouTube channel uh, dedicated to the podcast. Um, and we appreciate and love all of you. Yeah, we greatly appreciate you for being on this journey. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you next time.